just wanted to jump on before the podcast starts and wish Tanja a quick get well soon. Um, she's been pretty sick um, this week, so um, I hope you feel better soon. Hello. Hi again. And how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm tired. Are we going? Are we, we are. We are recording. It's officially okay. happening. Yes, we had some tech. Technical difficulties happening, so here we go, and now those difficulties have resolved. So, um, it is Rachel again, my dear friend, and I think today we can start with your good, bad, and ugly. How's your week been? Oh, dang it! You, I would ask me that, and I didn't even think about it. I know. Uh, I made it through the week. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good. We got our um, nails done. That was good. Oh, that's right, we did do that. Yes, we did. I know we did something fun this week. We sure did. And yeah, we did all that. Mm -hmm. My child is a demon sometimes. That's my bad. <laughs> um, she's a three-nager. Yes. And she knows everything about life. And I am just inadequate. Um, and that's probably the ugly, is that I'm ugly with her and I don't like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, because three-nagers, the terrible twos are so much easier than the three-nagers. I know, they don't warn you about this. No, they don't. And you would have thought, I've done this before, but no, no. this one's a world different. So. Yeah, yeah, because you got to... I'm struggling, I'm struggling I'm over sorry. here. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, you parent the child you get, and but nobody tells you. Everybody's like, oh, the terrible twos, and it's like, yeah, three-nagering is worse. Um, right. I don't is. ever want to... I don't want to do three again, so. Well, <laughs> we're from, not going to do it again. We're I done. was going to say, from the rumors, you keep telling me you're done, so there is. They are. They yeah. are adequate. They are. They are accurate. Mm -hmm. Done. Okay. Good deal. Um, and yours? Uh, you good, bad, and ugly. My good is that I got my nails done and I got to play with my friend um, Kaylee. Um, <laughs> Who is not a demon to you. Who is not a demon to me. I am the best toy that you ever, you know, gotten. One of the best toys you've ever gotten for her. Um, mm -hmm. The bad is that I couldn't, like, sling her up on my shoulder and haul her around and, you know. Like she wanted you to. Like like we both wanted to have happen. Um, because you're mean and you wouldn't let us. <laughs> well. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um <laughs> Another good is I started PT this week, which is kind of the ugly because it, oh man, did they, I mean, you know, while I was doing it, I was like, this feels so good. It's stretching. Oh, this is great. And then afterwards it was like, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> and then you were outside trying to chop your tree down I, or whatever you were doing. I was just cutting a tree sprig. No. I, I mean, it was thick. I won't lie. That's true. Though. <laughs> I was trying to do that. <laughs> I got one of them done before you got there. I was hoping to get the other one done before you pulled up, but you pulled up and caught me. So, <laughs> well, it's a good thing I did. Yeah, yeah. That the, one was a little difficult. It it was. It was a little thicker. Um, the bad is that I've got weeds growing everywhere because um, somebody who thought that it would be good to do something to my yard that they enjoy doing in their yard. I don't like um, yard work. I don't like pulling weeds and I don't like tending to my garden. I like a garden to grow, do its thing. I'll put some stuff out there for it. Like I'll put ashes from the, from my fireplace. I'll take those and put them on my roses and tomatoes and things like that. I don't mind doing that stuff, but I don't want to go out there weeding all the time. I hate it. Um, and so I had carpet down, weed, weed 
reducing carpet, you know, the rolls that you put out. Yes, and they really work. They kind of do. If you put cardboard underneath them and then you put those out and then you pull mulch, works like a champ. But you still have to weed, but it's not the entire bed. And then, you know, I have people that come and do my yard and then they blow grass into those beds and then they're all overgrown with grass. And I hate pulling grass out more than probably anything. Um, And so I, mm, somebody thought they'd help and they pulled all that stuff up because they don't like it. And so I have, that's, that's the bad. I have weeds everywhere, but it rained and it rained all week. So it was wet and I was able to go out there and get some of the weeds out. Not all of them. Because, again, I hate it, so I won't do it for very long. But I can do anything for five minutes, and you'd be amazed at how much you can get done in five minutes. Right, and especially if you're not taking your meds, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so, uh, we all know Tanja has uh, stepped away. So, I have an email from her, though. I've gotten multiple emails, text messages, snapchats messages on on the social media platforms several so i know i know we're not happy about the blackface stuff uh that she had stated last week a lot of people are not happy with my lack of a more aggressive response we'll get to that um so there is an apology email that she has sent um and it says to all current and future listeners on this last week's episode audra brought up the man who dressed up and it was a pastor who dressed up and painted his face black um and she says so i brought up the man who had the pastor who dressed up in blackface and she meaning me talked about how wrong and offensive it was to someone of color to be clear point of reference i made the point and brought up how it's actually stemmed in white supremacy and it's racist um and then anyway going on tanja said i made the comment that if i dressed up for halloween as someone of color i didn't think that that would be wrong to paint my face black well folks i was wrong so wrong i have since schooled myself educated myself on the black face painting and why it would be so wrong i did not realize why it was so offensive or that it went back in history as far as it did i apologize sincerely to everyone who's offended by my comments thank you for your time tanja um so just to clear up from the emails and the messages this stems back in history or for people who aren't aware this stems back in history to the 1830s with minstrel shows white people dressing up it's jim crow it's steeped in racism and white supremacy and it was brought up during the jim crow era perpetuating stereotypes um of you know the happy slave and the minstrel shows that traveled around and so on and so on and so on there's more than just stuff wrong with it it is like i said steeped in racism and white supremacy for people for people who thought that i should have you know cussed her out and turned her off um that that her her going and reading and educating herself and schooling herself wouldn't have happened had 
I approached it in that manner. Um, and <laughs> I can say for myself, I was a little, I was, a, I was kind of dumbstruck that in 2023, we were still having a conversation that blackface wasn't racist. Um, isn't racist so you know it educated me on some levels as well um and it's my podcast so i get to say what i need to say so um take it for what it's worth but you know in journaling that out and dealing with what i had to deal with you know from that stemming from that conversation talking with my therapist and like i said journaling it out i wish i would have come up with um and it, it helped me come up with a better analogy um and i think you and i've talked about that as well of it is very similar that when you are in these spaces where people and and this this pastor got drug on the internet by people of color and as he should have yeah <laughs> you were really low when you just said that so yeah um but yeah as he should have he got he got drug um and then he got up and defended himself and that was the problem that i had with him when people of color are dragging you on the internet and telling you that what you are doing is racist you don't you as a white person don't get to come back and go well i'm sorry i hurt your feelings um not necessarily that way but he was basically it wasn't even him saying i'm sorry i hurt your feelings he was saying i am sorry i don't have a racial bone in my body he was literally saying he didn't see that it was racist at all what he had done he didn't learn a thing from it he didn't stop let me look this up and see to tanja's credit she did um and so I don't know how people are supposed to learn and grow and have understanding if we're not able to have conversations and we just stay in echo chambers with people who agree with us. That's not helpful. It's not beneficial. Um, and she was helpful to me in that, like I said, in journaling it out and calling it out and talking with her and my therapist and, and people that called me um, that I was able to hone a discussion that would make a little bit more sense to people who still believe that that's okay. Because obviously there are still people who believe that that's okay and don't understand that history. Um, and so I had, I came up with the, the, you know, because people who don't know about that stuff and don't want to listen to people of color will listen if whiteness is centered, right? So take yourself as a woman if a man grabs your ass and you you turn around and you say, dude, what the fuck, man? You can't do that. Don't touch me. Right. And you say, that's harassment and you can't touch my ass. And he says, well, you're wearing those pants and I meant it as a compliment. I didn't mean it as harassment. That's the same thing that you're doing when people of color are telling you that it's racist. And you're like, well, I disagree that it's racist. That's their lived experience. Women who've been groped and grabbed and said it's harassment. The men that they're telling that to don't get to turn around and, and then say, well, I didn't mean it like that. So I'm sorry I offended you. That's not how that works. Harassment is harassment. If you're making comments about me, you're saying things to me 
you're doing things that I'm telling you as a woman is not appreciated and as harassment, you as the man don't get to say it's not. And it's the same thing. And I think that may help people understand a little bit more as to why when you are in those spaces and people of color are telling you these things, you have to sit down, shut up, and get uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Which no one wants to do. No. I mean, no. nobody likes it. But, you know, and which is why probably nobody was ever taught this in school. Like, because it's uncomfortable. And we don't want to make one person uncomfortable, let alone everyone. Exactly. And I mean, welcome to being in an institutionally racist country. Like it's, it's steeped, no trespassing signs or race or steeped in racism. I mean, you could just start going eating three times a day is is steeped in racism and colonialism. I mean, like, there's so many things that we do on a daily basis that is steeped in is its roots are in racism. <laughs> yes. And it's, ter it's terrible. And we don't, nobody thinks about it. Nobody tells you about it. Nobody gives you, I mean, fuck's sake, they still teach that Christopher Columbus found, founded this country when he was, he never even made it here. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. And there's one page about the mass murder, that they don't call it mass murder, of the natives that were here. Exactly. Yeah. And th and that's just, that's barely scratching the surface. They barely tell you that about the ta Trail of Tears. And really, the only reason that we get more here is because it's Oklahoma history. You know. Exactly. And they're forcing it out. Exactly. Yeah. Because it makes people uncomfortable to talk about this. Yeah, it does. Well, welcome to that. And the only way that we're going to be able to fix this is to get uncomfortable with these 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 conversations and be uncomfortable with the things that we've that we've done and we've said. Um, and I mean, you and I have done this. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it because we, we go back to 2016, 2017 before a white author writing, centering whiteness about anti-racism work um, made it trendy to do anti-racism work. <laughs> yes. Um, way before that, you and I were, kind of we 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 ended up having like a um a book club that we didn't realize that we were going to be a part of <laughs> so like hey, what are you doing i'm listening to a book i listen to books you listen to books i listen to podcasts what are podcasts oh so i was listening to the lynching of, of america you were reading you know you were in the civil rights era and reading some books and then we both landed ended up on i think you read devil in the grove first and you were like dude you've got to read it and we ended up reading it at the same time um that and then the um oh yeah also, I can't even remember. I got to look it up. But yeah, there was quite a few. Yeah. And it was like, because once you read one book, they recommend more and recommend more and recommend more. And, you know, back in the 90s, I had read the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I'm like, the movie's great, but the autobiography's better. And, you know, all these things. So we we took a little of this journey together where it was like, we're assholes. Yes. It was an unintentional journey but it was very um i'm looking at them now i'm, I'm trying to figure out all these all these i'm getting there yeah i'm it, getting there it was enlightening yeah. well, it, was, it was it was until it was just too much and it's just and it's shocking to know that we behaved this way and it's shocking to know that we continue to behave this way yes and 
it's fine, but it's not fine. But it's, you know, we're still sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. And to not call, I think it's worse, you know, for people who didn't think that I had a strong enough response to it, it is worse to just say nothing. Um, and Tanja and I respect each other too much for me to not say nothing. Um, you know, so calling it out is all I needed to do. You know, I, I don't need her to agree with me. I don't even need her to agree with me with what I'm saying right now. What I need is for her to hear me. I heard her. We understand each other. And I, you you know, I've, I've talked about this um, and journaled about it and so forth that, you know, we're all on this anti-racist or, you know, the people that are on an anti-racism journey, they get on that. It's like a highway. You get on the on-ramp and you drive down the road and um, people who are in the vehicle and turning onto the entrance ramp um, you screaming at them, berating them, calling them names that are degrading and, and cutting them out of their lives, they're going to get off of that. They're not going to enter that ramp and get on that road at all, ever. It's not helpful. Calling somebody and assigning, you know, things to people, it's not, it's not helpful. Like assigning names, calling them names, cutting them off, you know, c- clicking them off, deleting things from the podcast, all of that stuff. It's not helpful. <laughs> you know to to do the work you have to be willing to look at yourself and go was I wrong about that and then reading it and going oh shit I was really wrong about that totally wrong and I'm an asshole for that and I'm sorry yeah which is essentially what the email said you know it was like oh shit I was wrong about that and um I was really I'm sorry (laughs) um and that is one of those things that you just have to recognize and realize and grow from it. The only thing that, I mean, I'm, I know that I'm going to have a friend of mine on, um, and I've made comments, not, you know, we've all made comments because hello, we live in an institutionally racist country and I was born in the seventies. So to say that I haven't made racist comments in my life would be absurdly ridiculous and a lie. Um, and then to do some of that work, but still have a lot left to do. Like I know that I've made my own mistakes even. And I have videos on my TikTok about that where I was like, you know, I, I was shocked by people being mad about the black girl follow train. I was excited about it. So I thought everybody else would be. And then when they weren't, I was shocked. And you know what? I shouldn't have been because history is littered with reasons why this is still happening, you know, from Emmett Till, which by the way, <laughs> the woman who accused him of whistling at her, she died today. So, oh, did she? Hmm. I would not want to say offensive things, but I'm gonna control myself. Um. Yes, she did. Um. I hope she's warm, and um. <laughs> hope she's warm, and um, and then you know. So we have that lady, and then you have you know. Read, they were her property. Um, You have (laughs) from Emmett Till to Tulsa Massacre to they were her property to, and that was before those, by the way, historically. And then, you know, it's just repeatedly, it happens over and over and over again to Karen saying, I'm going to call the police because 
I'm because this man is telling me to put my dog on a leash where there is clearly a sign that says the dog is supposed to be on a leash. She knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? Those things. This yeah. stuff still happens. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Um, and so it's it's uncomfortable process going through this. And, you know, it's not. It is. It's absolutely unnerving. I, yeah, that was not, I, I, yeah, I struggled for a while. I quit reading books for a while after that. It just, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's hard to process all of it. Yeah. And how you have possibly contributed to that pain and how do you make up for that? You do better moving forward. That's all you can do. Exactly. Um, and once you start learning the ignorance that you do have you tend i tend to be less um sure of the soapbox that i stand on until i have really really researched what i'm talking about i might i may say it to a few of my friends but i'm not going to get on the podcast and stand on a soapbox and say no i firmly believe this you know um until I have researched it. And I mean, a perfect example would be with trans rights where I've made some really stupid comments about children transitioning before and then learning that what the American Psychiatric Association and the um, American Psycho Association of Psychologists and, you know, American Medical Association, like, you know, the experts on this kind of <laughs> like what they say and why they say and how it's risky to not allow children to be on puberty blockers if they are transgendered and how it's harmful to them to not be and I'm I, like I said I've made some really ignorant comments about that before where I'm like well I could see maybe but I don't know enough and that's how I usually frame those things as well I could see but I don't know and then I go look you know what I mean like yeah so anyway um, what are your, what are your thoughts when you, when you listened, what were your thoughts? What do you, what do you think? About which one are we talking about? The, the whole thing. I know you listened to last week's and. Oh, it was very, um, well, it was uncomfortable, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, it's uncomfortable and I mean, <sighs> there's a lot of learning that needs to be done and there's a lot of listening that needs to be done, especially from people that have lived situations and that know a little bit more about situations. And we need to stop being so quick to shut people down when we are, you know, when we don't know what they don't know. Yeah. What like, they lived through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to like, pick on her or whatever but you know it's just there it, she could have been a lot more open with it and been like and stood back and realized well maybe i am wrong maybe i have some more to learn and that's okay we all do for sure yeah absolutely and it just it was very um it kind of sucks that that was how it ended honestly yeah yeah, it kind of you know, does that that was the end of the era <laughs> was yeah, was on that out like that. Like it didn't, you know, like this whole thing didn't, you know, your guys's whole thing didn't. It, that's not what it's about. That's not what you guys were about. And it just kind of ended 
I don't know. I'm kind of ugly and I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like a little on a sour note. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I did not like it either. Um, and I'm sure Tanja didn't either. Um, you know, even though that, that was a very small segment of that, it was, it was a small segment of the podcast, but it was a bomb dropped in there. Just a, it was, and it just was very, I mean, I didn't see it coming type thing. Like, me I don't either. know. It was, it was just, I don't know. It was, uh, I didn't like it. I'm yeah. uncomfortable and I can't find the words to tell you. Um, <laughs> I understand. You can't see me to see what I'm doing. So yeah. Then, well, no one can, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. I get it. And, and I hate that. And I'm sorry that it, it was that way, but I think it's important to leave it in there. Um, because I think it's good for people to hear that that still is where some people, the, the understanding that some people have in 2023 and that, you know, we, we don't need to just assume that those people are hateful and horrible and, you know, um, and awful people, even though they've been raised in a systemically racist and white, you know, in a, in a society, racist society that is steeped in white supremacy. And because that's America's, just in case you're wondering, that's not a uh, Midwestern, Southern rearing. It is the entire country has been raised. You know, if I say watermelon and ch fried chicken you all know the reference because of the stereotypes that actually come from those same era. I don't know yes. if the fried chicken comes from that era, but I know the watermelon does. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, and I, you know, and, and you should be uncomfortable that you're, that you do know, <laughs> but you should also acknowledge that you do know that so that you can confront that in yourself you know, yes. and deprogram that because everybody should love fried chicken. It's fucking delicious. I know. Exactly. And if you don't, then you need to go, you need to get, I mean, it's, it's different up North. I will say that. Yeah. Some real fried chicken from down here in the South where, where we season the food, right? Well, right. not everybody seasons the food, right? But some people season the food, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It is. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, also, it makes me wonder, which I haven't researched, but don't think that I'm not going to. It does make me wonder if watermelon on the 4th of July has, I bet you it does. How much you want to bet it has ties? You're probably right. Because everything's racist if you look hard enough. <laughs> Oh, I know. I mean, I, you're absolutely right. I know you're sitting here saying this and I'm like, I can think of so many different racial slurs right now from like all these different cultures and populations. And it's like, that's terrible. That you even know them, that you were exposed I mean, to them, that we it, knew them, that we, exactly. some of them I used when I was growing up. I grew up in a very white little area in Oklahoma. Come on, man. Like, you know, we we said some shit that we shouldn't have said you know what i mean like and to unlearn it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and to learn that you know that your parents weren't right about that and <gasps> they were wrong and Damn. that they didn't know any well or maybe they did i don't know no they didn't they the, the thing is is like my like when you know when i was dating hope's dad and my dad was like we just didn't do that wasn't a thing that we did when i was in 
And I'm like, well, we're going to do it now. And he was like, well, I love my kid. I can't, you know. And thankfully, he had that stance because not everybody did. You know what I mean? Like, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And maybe it's not right. You know, like, he had to deal with that. Like, well, maybe it's not right. But, you know what I mean? Like, just. So, not everybody, even if you're on the the highway of anti-racism work you, you might be miles down the road and somebody else is miles back there just show some grace you know what i mean like and that's not for people of color that's for white people because <laughs> people of color don't have to show it's number one white people are the ones that cause the racism so we're the ones that have to undo it it is not their job to be your teacher and it is not their job to tolerate shit period so right. all, of mean, the, all of the messages that I'm addressing, that I'm saying, that I'm talking to, they came from white people, to be clear, period. Because anyone, any person of color that, that, that contacted me that had anything to say about it, 100% agreed with everything that you said. You have every right. You're 100% right. <laughs> because it's not my place to tell you, again, it's not my place to tell them that they are wrong <laughs> but the messages most of the messages i got were a lot from from palm colored folks like ourselves you know so mm -hmm. there is that um but i'm gonna i'm gonna shift off of that because i think it's been like i said it was a bomb kind of dropped in there um but i don't want to take it out because i think watching watching learning something that isn't in the textbooks and isn't widely understood and is definitely not taught because critical quote-unquote critical race theory which this isn't even critical race theory this is just history right i was gonna say there's it is it's not in the history books yeah um this is just plain american history critical race theory is something taught in college not in high school and minstrel shows and the racism that they portrayed and the stereotypes that they portrayed that should be taught in high school um i think high schoolers are old enough to understand it would it make them uncomfortable sure yeah it should yep yeah and they can deal with it they, they're old enough to work through that <laughs> right yeah i mean it's it, it's okay you'll be all right you know you're not gonna it is you're not gonna it might you might you might be able to write a good essay yeah after that you, right yeah i mean <laughs> But, you know, American, uh, the American educational system, don't get, we can't revamp that today. We don't have time. No, there's lots of things that need to burn to the ground and get completely redone. And that is one of them. Yeah. And the medical field is the other. Mm, yeah. So. The entire healthcare system. And how about the justice system? That's totally unjust. Oh, yeah, that too. That's terrible. Let's do that one. While we're burning down an institutional, speaking of racism, yeah. let's do the criminal justice system. <laughs> Right. Let's just, yeah, let's add it to the list. Yes. Yeah, we'll start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good Lord, all three of those. If you think about it, like, you know, I know I joked about it and said everything's racist if you look long enough. And then I look at like the healthcare system, the three things yes. that we just named, the healthcare system, yes. mm -hmm. the education system, and the criminal justice system. And you and I both know all three of those steeped in racism. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And it's not funny, and I'm not laughing at it. I just want to cry, and I don't know how else to cope. Um, right. We have poor coping mechanisms sometimes, and this is one of them. Yes. Laugh at this because it's sickening. It's yeah. so sick. It's 
Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that will shut you down. And, and it did for a while. Both of us were kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? We had to do it in small doses. But yeah, it was there was a lot that we went through that summer. There was a whole summer. I remember it was a whole damn summer of yeah, watching. And then I should, every, yes. The, all the, oh my God. Documentaries yeah. and listening. like it, And for real, go listen to Lynching in America, the podcast. It's... um. It is painful to listen to, um, but they are short, like 30 minutes, I want to say, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, they're long. Yeah, they're not long. There was another one, wasn't there? Oh, I'm sure there were plenty of them that I was going to say. Yeah, I, but the lynching, lynching in America was the best one, I think, as far as like um, telling these stories, because there's actually a, a, um, a museum, an American lynching museum in Atlanta, I think it is. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, the same person that does that podcast opened the museum. Um, but it, the, the, the podcast itself and telling those stories and listening to the stories and, and so forth, it's, whew, um, it is something else. Um, it's, 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 it's a tough listen, but it is so well done and so concisely tells stories of horrific, painful acts that really, you know, are the history that maybe not in high school because it's a bit much, um, but a college level course should be teaching about these people, you know, we have the Civil War, then we have Jim Crow, the rise of the KKK, the creation of the 13th amendment and therefore then poli policing and all of that right <laughs> and and mass incarceration and so there's a great migration of black people leaving the south and trying to get to the north and on the way out white people murdered them in droves lynched them in um you know shawnee and oklahoma city and all, all over the state after statehood we were fine before statehood um when we were just indian territory they got they lived with the native american they lived with native americans and were buried with them went to school with them they were everybody was fine until we wanted the land and they wanted to move out west so yeah i was gonna say it was fine until that money came into picture yeah yeah there was oil so they had to move and they 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 fought against it, but because they knew as soon as they opened the territory up as a state that the KKK and the racism that came with the South was going to come directly into Oklahoma, and it sure did. Not proudly so. Um, so anyway, I'm going to shift off that into nurses in the news. <laughs> Did you know, since we're kind of on that topic, Killers of the Moonflower, that little movie. Oh yeah, yeah it's not a real movie. It's next month, I think. It's coming out. But yeah, it is. I can't. That was a horrific book too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Killers sure. of the Flower Moon, wasn't that it? Yeah, whatever I said. Yeah. I don't know which one. Yes. Yeah, that was a horrific book too. That was in the in the middle of that saga. We're like, let's try. Yes. Let's move off of this racism and go to this racism. Oh, that sounds yeah, we great. From one to the next, it was. <laughs> oh my god. I wouldn't change it for anything. So me either. No. And it's not like I didn't know a lot of history anyway, but the, the delving into those personal stories and, 
you know, watching the documentaries on Black Wall Street. And it was a lot. It was, we did a lot. We did a lot that summer. We did a lot. There is, so California has like um, nursing staffing, mandated statewide staffing ratios. Good job, California. I would love to know what it's like to be a California nurse. Are y'all happy? Because the rest of us are not. I'm just curious if y'all are good. Um, Because I bet y'all are. (laughs) But the problem with that is that there's still a shortage of nurses in California because they have the mandated staffing ratios. Um, And not enough nurses out there. And so there is a system in California that is offering a hundred thousand dollar sign-on bonus that is six figure sign-on bonuses for nurses to come and work for them and if it didn't cost three million dollars to have a house the size of half of mine it would be tempting (laughs) I was gonna say does that I mean like for the people that are actually out there does that is that even like worth it to them? You know what I mean? Like, you know, they offer what $10,000 here, which I mean, it's better than what we're getting, but is it, I mean, is that going to be enough to jump ship to go out there? Right. And what are the, what are the consequences of your actions if you actually do do that? Like, are you going to be promised this safe staffing? Are you going to be promised that they're not going to run you to the ground? Because, you know, I mean, the staffing ratios are state mandated, so it is state law. They can't, but you know, if, if the government shifts, if, if the, if it's gerrymandered just right and the voting changes, which I can't imagine in the state of Oklahoma, I mean, the state of California, that that's going to change. I can't imagine it's changing in the state of Oklahoma either. Come to think of it, that was probably a Freudian slip. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, cost of living out there is just insane and absurd. So, no, I don't think it would pan out to be worth it. But right, I mean, but if you but if you lived in California already and you were working for one company and that company was offering a hundred k to move, what's that equal to? Right. I don't know what it's equivalent to. Maybe it's like 20,000 here. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Which we have $20,000 sign on bonuses here somewhere in one of the. Ew. Do we really? In one of them. Yeah. There was a $20,000. Ew. Meaning I'm glad they're doing that, but that makes me angry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I'm pretty sure it was, it didn't, I don't know if it's still available, but it was one um, of the major five, that we have here that was not in agreement with the other four, which good on them for doing what they have to do to staff their hospital. But, and I, and again, let me just tell you that there are calls that happen between the five majors and they agree on a set, like don't go higher than this. Don't try to steal each other's nurses during a pandemic. And then one of them did, you know what I mean? Like just, Mm -hmm. just saying. So, yeah, because why should we be loyal to anybody? Right. But they're capping the max. So it's like, well, if we offer a 15, you can't offer a 20. They're all talking to each other. And that should give people pause to think, well, wait, what? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So they're not doing what's best for their nurses. They're all doing, all five doing what's best for their, the institutions. And their, for their bonuses and their paychecks. Right. Yeah. I'm a little salty about all of it. So <laughs> A little. <laughs> little. Yeah. I'm past a little. <laughs> yeah, because all that's still happening. And it, it, it does make me wonder about the staffing ratios that happen in those hospitals in California. Like, you do have the staffing ratios, but how much of a bonus did the CEO get in that hospital? last year right i'm just curious yeah and did management get it and did other people get it and do they even have the real nurses or do they have those fake ones well and what's considered a real nurse is that right is that what they decide are bedside nurses never mind the fact that you might be literally inside a bed in a patient's home but you're not a bedside nurse is it that like Right. Because the the structure in the institution has decided that these people are bedside nurses, but these people aren't, even though they're patient-facing nurses. Because they couldn't manage to do it for all patient-facing nurses. So they decided who was bedside and who wasn't. They just made up this term, and that's how they just... I just mm. Don't yeah. get me started. I know. We'll be here for hours. And we'll both lose <laughs> our jobs. Um, again, the views within this podcast are uh, my own and hers and are meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. Um, yeah. So yes. there's that. Um, but then then that begs the question of do travelers get that $100,000? Because I could be a traveler. I'm going to guess no. That's probably, it's usually like an incentive for like, um, a permanent, yeah, yeah per permanent positions to get you in so they can suck you in and not let you go. And you probably have to sign like a, a, um, an agreement to get it. Like a five year, like we'll give you, yeah. I think they give you $50,000 up front and then 25 after so long and 25 at the end of so long. And that those kinds of signups is like, well, it's a five year contract. And then it's like, but at the end of the fifth year, they could have renegotiated that and then dropped that end 25,000, you know, yeah, which is shady, they should still honor it. And then you got to fight that. And then you got to get a lawyer and then they got to get a piece of it. And then you're not it's not even worth it, you know, so right. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I have no clue how that, how, I don't know how any of that works because I've never gotten a sign-on bonus before, so. Right, 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 right. I've gotten um, bonuses for bringing employees to the companies that I've worked for before, and generally they give you a portion of it after they've been there for a month, and then another portion after three or six months, or they do it a portion at the first month, third month to sixth month and then a year, depending on the company. So what they feel like, depending on I mean, how they've got it figured out, right? However, yeah. however it's figured make out, up, make up their own rules. Yeah. You, why not? hundred percent, hundred percent. And then sometimes you have to like hound HR to, and then show that at one company I had to remind them that they owed me money. And oh, then God. I had to, and then they said, no, you, no, that doesn't count. And then I had to send them the flyer where they advertised it for the department I was in. Yes, it does. Yes, it absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the time I had argued back and forth with the HR department, it was time for them to pay me the total amount. So they had to pay me all of it. 
Nice. Which they did not do. They gave it to me in two different, because they didn't want to put it on, they didn't want to put it together. Of course. They still ended up breaking it up, but not six months apart. It was stupid. It was just stupid. It's like, why do I have to fight you to give me what you said you were going to give me? Why am I arguing with you? Why? Why can't you just do the right thing? Like, it's nuts. But Because, again, that is our system. It is. That is our. And yet another reason why it needs to burn to the ground. So it does because they're not. They don't have anybody's interests except for their own. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am. Maybe but we're jaded. I, uh, we might be jaded. We are a little bit. I mean, if somebody would actually tell me, I mean, that knows, if somebody knows that works in this part of it and can tell me I'm completely wrong, that would be nice. But. I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. It just, it just feels, it just feels, you know, real bad on this side of it when, yeah, you do. You get your travel nurses that come in there and they make, mi- not millions, but it feels like millions more than you to do less work and not care about people while you're over here doing all the things and yeah. caring about people and slaving away, not because you know we're obviously not doing this to get rich but it would be nice to be compensated for what we're doing yeah the actual work that and the actual acuity of the work that you're being tasked with yeah right and it's interesting that you know you do have travelers that come in and and a lot of times they are given the shittiest assignments however they also cannot be low censused like if they're in a hospital and the census isn't very high and they have to call off a nurse well the loyal nurse that's been there at the place of employment the longest and you know however long they've been there whatever they're getting called off they're gonna have to use their pto hopefully they have some um or no pay you know it's a low census day so you don't get paid um if you don't have the pay time off for it and and but the traveler has to because they're paying they pay that contract regardless of whether that nurse works or not they have to pay a certain amount for that contract so don't call them off because we're already paid we've already paid for them right so they won't call the travelers off but they'll call the people who've been loyal to the system they'll call them off and that doesn't feel good to people who've been loyal to the system um right and then but it doesn't i mean i get it but it doesn't Still doesn't feel it, good. No, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It does suck. It sucks. And then you have people that are making, you know, two, three, four times as much as what the nurses that have been there for years have been are being paid. And yes, they may be getting the shitty assignments, but they can also report they're giving me the shittiest assignments and get reassigned to a better assignment. Um, but they, those people also have no loyalty to this institution. They know they're going right. to be there for a 13-week contract, so all they have to do is survive 13 weeks, and then they're out the door again. Somewhere else. Yeah. So they have no loyalty to the team. They have no loyalty to the company, the patients, the mission, the area, nothing. They don't. There's no loyalty there. And so if you don't have somebody who has a high standard of nursing quality, and even if they do in this climate, there's so much documentation burden that they don't care. If they fill it out right. great, they don't care. What are you going to do? 
It's a 13 week assignment. You need the help. Obviously, you called me in here. So I'm going to do what I need to do and then I'm leaving. Exactly. And some people will do the absolute bare minimum. And some people, I mean, some of them are good. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are great. You were a good traveler. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you did You did teach me when I was traveling. I was going to say, I trained your ass when you were a traveler. That's <laughs> right. I forgot. <laughs> a million and a half years ago. <laughs> it was. Seems like it was a long time ago. It was. That's, yeah. It was. That's because it was. It was. It was a long time ago. It was a long, it was, it was a minute ago. A minute or two ago. Huh. But, yeah, I mean, you were a good traveler, so... But I don't know. I can't. I can't treat people bad, and that's. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's probably what makes me a good nurse because I can't just leave people hanging. But it's bad because then I don't know when to quit. Right. And then I end up working long hours and burning myself out. <laughs> and and then there's that balance of things because I'm the same way. You know, I'm the same way. Um, yes. Why we're so bitter with everything right now. <laughs> It is. And we hate the charting. And so if anything's going to, in my mind, if anything's getting cut, it's going to be the charting. And then that's not beneficial. Having been on the other side in the office and seeing how all of these things work together as this big piece, that's not helpful either. That's, you know what I mean? Like the patient needs that so that we can get approval so that we can continue to see that, you know, it's those kind of things that now my brain adds onto it. So seeing patients in the field which I had to I got to do a few months ago was almost paralyzing to me because I was like I really am not able to do this right now I don't I'm not in the space so right yeah and it's like and I can't I don't know I mean the amount of information that I dump on people it's like I probably I probably want I probably shouldn't do it but they need to know it I guess it's from doing hospice for so long. You have to dump so much mm-hmm. because you've got to know how to do this in the next two hours. Because if they die in the next two hours, you're going to need to know all these things. Yeah. So I guess it's just a bad habit that I have. But it's like, I can't chart all that stuff. Because if I do, then um, we're going to discharge them because I've taught them everything they need to know. You know what I mean? Like, But they only retain 20% of it. Oh, so. absolutely. I know. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, this is your takeaway. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, Tell me you, what your homework is, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about this some more. But, you know, it just – but then, I, you know, I get to talk, and I'm like, I can't I can't write all this down. Oh, there's I no way. Do, no. I can't do all this. So. No. When I saw patients in the field, I was trying to, trying to write everything down that I did, and it took me a 30-minute visit that was really relatively simple visit, but I still ended up calling the doctor and ordering lab – and I wrote down the stuff. I typed in the stuff. I put the stuff in the computer and then my computer died. That's how long I was charting. I was char- I did a 30-minute <laughs> visit and I charted for 45 minutes and then the computer died. And I couldn't chart on anybody else for the rest of the day. Yeah. That's why you get a car charger like I got. I ended up having to get a char- car charger. But that didn't help me for the day. You know, then I was behind, you know. Of course. Six visits. So, you just can't do it. And I still didn't no. capture everything in that visit, but it was still, you know. But right, you exactly. Don't, you can't see seven people and do 30 minutes of visits, 30, 30 minutes, and come on, a 30-minute visit, that's not normal anyway. No, you can't do anything in 30 minutes. I mean, I took his vitals. I took I took their vitals. I took her vitals. I took their vitals. I don't know. Anyway. 
somebody's. You took somebody's vitals. I took somebody's vitals in the house. And then, you know, like I said, called the doctor and ordered lab and did some things. And like, it was 30 minutes, but it was a, still a simple, like, there were some med changes. And we talked about the medicine and when you pick it up and, oh, hey, here's this. And, oh, by the way, these are the side effects. And, you know, you were in the hospital for this. And don't forget that that means that you need to do this and try this and see if that helps. And what's your biggest goal for today? And, oh, okay, well, have you thought about it could be possibly related to this? And you know, just. Yeah. And I was talking so fast, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was surprised it was 30 minutes that I got in and out, you know, but then it was 45 minutes of charting. Exactly. Yes. And I still felt like I didn't cover enough. You know what I mean? I did enough that it was a billable visit, obviously. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of education that I did on probably three or four different things. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't either. I don't have the answers. No, I mean, no, 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 no. It's not going to get better. I know that much, but the answer is burn it to the ground and start start again. <laughs> all like fire, so let's go. Yeah, I, I mean, we can turn them into fireworks. That's yeah. what everybody's like around here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not literally <sighs> going to burn anything down. Okay, so what are you listening to? Yeah. I am listening to. I have like a bunch of podcasts I listen to. Do you want me to name them off? Probably nobody cares. Um, and then I am on the book two of that lady Sherlock. Oh, I have not read book two, so you'll have to let me know. Um, I'm like halfway listening to it today, and it's 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 good. It's an extension of the first one, so I I'm enjoying it. I like it. It's a good it's a good little series. I mean, the first book was good. I'm assuming it's a good little series because, like I said. I I think there's like seven books in there. Oh, wow. That seems like a lot. That's probably why I didn't start book two. I am listening to um, as much Queer Eye as I can get. Um, the new season starts in like a month. And they're in New Orleans, so that should be fun. And then, so I'm like doing Queer Eye Brazil and Queer Eye Japan and Queer Eye Germany is coming next. And then, um, <laughs> it just makes me happy. And then I'm going, um, I'm listening to um, The Light We Carry. Michelle Obama's um, book that she wrote during the Panini, during the pandemic. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. I'll have to add that one. About, um, you know, rekindling the light within ourselves because the light that we carry into the world is important. Like, you know, it's good. It's yeah. Good, 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 good stuff. So... I appreciate you coming on and being my sounding board. I know at the very first, it was a whole lot of me talking um, just because I well, had, that's okay. had to answer a whole bunch of things, um, questions, concerns, comments, etc. So I appreciate it very much. As always, thank you, my friend. And I'm sure we'll talk later. Enjoy your dinner. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. I think you made me salmon. I don't know. Yeah. We'll you better go find out. Kids already went outside, so everybody's done. <sighs> Everybody's All right, maybe, maybe I can eat in silence. That would be a new experience. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, see y'all in the stacks next, next week. Next week, bye-bye. Hey, I would just like to tack on to the end here. I'm going to speak for Rachel. Throughout the podcast, we talked about um, the reading that we had done and watching documentaries and how it was shocking and overwhelming and... Um, a lot and how we were able to take breaks 
And it is not lost on either one of us because we have discussed this at length before that it is our privilege to be able to stop reading books and take a step back from that and live in our little white privileged world and not have to confront racism every single day on a daily basis where black, indigenous, um, Asian, and other people of color do not have that privilege. So I just want to put that out there that we are both keenly aware of that before I get another bomb drop of several several messages. So if you're not keenly aware of that, I would like to also call that to your attention to stop and think about day to day. So on that note, again, I will see you in the stacks next week. Again, I cannot thank you enough for taking some time out of your busy lives to listen to this week's chapter, engage with the show, social media accounts, and for all of your feedback. I appreciate your feedback so much. It helps me to find those chapters and stories that you guys actually want to hear. If you have just a moment, can you head over to Spotify and follow the show no matter where you're listening from? It would really help me out. And if you want to, you can check out my flow page. It is flow.page slash not in the textbooks. It has all the links to the social media accounts and where you can actually listen. If you want to be on the show or you want to nominate someone to be on the show, please email me at not in the textbooks podcast at gmail.com. Just a quick reminder that we're not all getting straight A's in the stories of our lives and some people are having harder chapters than you are. So take a minute, pause, think about it, be kind. And if you're struggling right now because your chapter is super hard, I'll be your cheerleader. I'm here for you. Reach out, get support and get the help that you need. Um, Keep going. And on that note, I'll see you in the stacks next week.